Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Stacking the Box. It is myself, Ian McMillan, being joined by Sterling Holmes. He is back once again. Uh, and we are, what, less than a month away from uh, the start of the NFL regular season. we got a lot to talk about on today's show. Uh, we have biggest winners and losers from preseason week one. Dalvin Cook and Zeke both uh, signed with uh, two separate teams. We're going to talk about that. we got a Jamar Chase interview, which, Sterling, you talked to him. I believe that was this morning, correct? Yes, it was. Early this morning, had a chance to interview, sit down with Jamar Chase. Really excited for everyone to hear this. It was a lot of fun um, talking to one of the best wide receivers in the entire NFL. He gives a couple top five lists as well. So check out for that in just a, uh, I don't know, 15 minutes or so. Yes. Uh, and then we are going to talk about the player that might just be the greatest Canadian football player of all time. Had his coming out party this past week. And then we're going to end the show. Instead of the Immaculate Grid, we're going to do something a little different. We are going to rank all 32 NFL teams in tiers. Uh, I'm sure that we will not uh, argue whatsoever when we get to that. Um, <laughs> and we are going to talk a little Chiefs and Falcons as well, uh, as we usually do on a weekly basis before we jump into things. Uh, NFL fans, DraftKings has upgraded their sign-up offer for a limited time. Uh, if you're a new user, you can receive $200 in bonus bets by following just three steps. Number one, create an account. Number two, make a deposit. And number three, wager $5 or more on any sport. Whether your first wager wins or loses, you'll still receive $200 in bonus bets. All you have to do is use the code STB when you sign up. The best part is using our code STB not only gets you the bonus, it also supports the podcast. If you're considering signing up for DraftKings, use our code STB to maximize your first bets. It is almost time for the NFL regular season, so make those deposits so you have some money to bet with. And uh, you may as well take advantage of this offer so then you have some bonus bets to play with as well. This offer is available for new customers who are 21 plus and physically present in legal gambling states. Please remember to always gamble responsibly. Check the episode description for full terms of the offer. You ran out of gas there, huh? You started quick. You started quick with the offers available for newcomers from 20 plus and physically present legal gambling states. Then all of a sudden you're like, oh man, gotta slow it down. Yeah, it's preseason for me too, my friend. Um, All right, let's start off the show like we always do now for a few weeks in a row. Biggest winners and losers from this past week. And we have real, well, not real. We have fake football to talk about uh, this time around because now week one of the preseason is officially in the book. So start us off, Sterling. Who's your winner from week one of the Uh, preseason? 
my lungs, me for climbing a mountain. Okay. Got to get that out of the way. Yeah. 12,162 feet, pal. Yeah. I got up there. Uh, the actual winner though is Brock Purdy and the Niners. Why Brock Purdy and the Niners? Because Brock Purdy was cleared for practice without an off day. Now, if you know me, if you've listened to me for the past couple of years, I love Trey Lance, man. I was a huge Trey Lance supporter. I think the upside that he brings would take the Niners offense to the next level. I think the addition of his ability to run opens up that offense and makes him even more dynamic. He looks horrible, man. He looks bad, bad. Now, he's not going to get better if he doesn't play. He's thrown, what, less passes his entire uh, football career than Geno Smith threw last year. Like, he needs time. He's a project. But the Niners are in win-now mode, and they win now with Brock Purdy. I'm not saying Brock Purdy is this electric quarterback, but you know what you got with him, and what you got is enough in a weak NFC to make it to at least the NFC Championship game. I also don't like Sam Darnold. I don't think he brings anything to the table. So, for the Niners, for Brock Purdy, they are the biggest winners. I'm glad you're finally seeing the light. Do you agree it is time to sell your stock on uh, Trey Lance? Never. I am holding on. Okay, <laughs> it's down there at two cents right now, but it's going to skyrocket, okay? It's going to skyrocket at some point. Uh, yeah, I mean, I could have made my loser of the week, Trey Lance, to be honest, but I, I didn't want to do that to you. Um, but let's start off with my winner, who I think is the winner of the entire preseason so far. If there's one player that's kind of stuck out from everyone everyone else, especially because this guy's now appeared in two games already, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, the UCLA rookie uh, for the Cleveland Browns, looked absolutely fantastic in the Hall of Fame game against the Jets and then looked even better uh, against the Commanders in week one of the preseason. Completed nine of ten passes, 102 yards, a touchdown, 10.2 yards per throw. Uh, and I don't have his rushing stats here in front of me, but he also uh, ran for some yards as well. Quarterback rating of 142.5. Like a near-perfect second game for Dorian Thompson-Robinson. So I think he has really established himself as the clear-cut number two guy in Cleveland um, behind uh, Deshaun Watson. Um, so good for him. Like to see guys, because he was drafted when pick five, or, uh, round five, pick 140 by the Browns. He was by no means a lock to even make a roster, let alone be uh, the second string. But I think he has been the most impressive player in all of the NFL through the first week of the preseason. Um, so winner of the week, Dorian Thompson Robinson for what I think has locked up his, uh, spot at, at, at the, as the number two quarterback for the Browns. Mm. Uh, my biggest loser, it was going to be Brees Hall and we'll get to that in just a moment, but I'm going to switch it and say Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew went to the Colts and you think Gardner Minshew is going to at least start a few games, right? You think he's going to start a few games here? Nope. As of today, as of today. Anthony Richardson is named the starting quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts. Colts fans, get excited because this season record-wise does not matter. If Anthony Richardson is not ready and the Colts go 1-16, congrats on the first overall draft pick. But if he shows you something, he progresses, you have your quarterback of the future. This makes the most sense for me. I love Gardner Minshew, as you can tell by the mustache. Come on, I'm a huge Gardner fan. Of course. End of the day, it makes no sense having him on the Colts. He's a good backup, a veteran leader. You know what you have in Gardner Minshew, but it makes sense for Anthony Richardson. So biggest loser, I'm sorry, is Gardner Minshew. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would agree. That's I wanted to see Gardner Minshew start at least a few games. I mean, who doesn't like Gardner Minshew would have liked to at least see him get a shot. But now, I mean, unless Anthony Richardson comes out and either a gets hurt and nobody wants to root for that or B uh, just plays like absolute crap, then we might not see Gardner Minshew at all this season. Um, and I, he probably signed with the Colts thinking that was probably his best chance to start. Not anymore. Uh, so I, I, so I agree with that. My biggest loser of the week, it's Kyle Trask. Last week, uh, I was on here with Mike Luciano, and we uh, said that pretty much the only starting quarterback battle in the NFL this preseason was between Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask for the starting role with the Bucks. One weekend, it already looks like Kyle Trask has lost it because Baker Mayfield looked pretty good uh, in the Buccaneers' first preseason game uh, trial. Kyle Trask did not. Um, Baker Mayfield looked like an NFL quarterback, looked like looked like a guy who's been there before, looked like a, a guy who can lead a team. Kyle Trask looked inexperienced, nervous, not good, not confident. Uh, so, I mean, one weekend of the preseason, obviously things can change within the next two weeks. But Kyle Trask had a very, very legitimate shot to win the starting job in Tampa Bay, and it looks like he has lost it already. So biggest loser of the week for me, Kyle Trask. That is a bummer, especially a bummer for my dynasty fantasy football team, which again, no one cares about two things. No one cares about what you shot in golf in your fantasy football team. But I'm gonna go ahead and say it. I thought Kyle Trask had the inside edge. I go, all right, baby. It's Kyle Trask season. Uh, No. No, no, it is not. Uh, but let's get into it. The top story, Dalvin Cook signs with the Jets. Ezekiel Elliott signs with the Patriots. Let's start with Dalvin Cook and the Jets first. Aaron Rodgers gave it, what was it, $35 million for this deal to really happen, right? Aaron Rodgers restructured his contract, gave up $35 million. That, I can't believe I'm saying, from Aaron Rodgers giving that money up. But he did, and I'm sure he had a little bit of a say in who to bring in. They bring in Dalvin Cook, Brees Hall. I feel bad for, for Brees Hall. He, he was injured coming back. He was activated, I believe, today off the pup list. Well, now he's got some competition in Dalvin Cook. Let's start there. What did you think of this signing? Yeah, I, I, I don't love it, to be honest. I mean, I guess it does kind of give them a, a second. I mean, teams, almost every single team now, except for maybe the Titans are doing running back by committee nowadays. Uh, so it does kind of give you a second option. But Dalvin Cook is kind of a perfect example of what's kind of been the issue with running backs lately because he literally just turned 28 uh, a few days ago. He's um, younger than me, Ian. This is sad. I know, it's insane. <laughs> if you if you asked me to guess how old he was, I would have said 31. Uh, no, he's tw- just turned 28, but his, his production has fallen in three straight seasons now. 2020 averaged five yards a carry. 2021, 4.7. Last year, 4.4. So he has now gotten worse in three straight seasons. He's definitely not as... I don't think he's as good as Brees Hall. Brees Hall, I know he got hurt last year. He only played in seven games, but... Um, in those seven games and 80 carries, he averaged 5.8 yards per carry, toss on another 19 receptions for 218 yards. Brees Hall is has a chance to, if he plays the full season this year, be a top three running back in the NFL. And now you're going to throw Dalvin Cook into the mix. I mean, maybe you're going to throw in Dalvin Cook as kind of like a short yardage guy. Maybe there's ways they can use him, but I, I, I just it doesn't move the needle for me for the Jets, and also it just kind of worries me that now Brees Hall is not going to get the amount of carries he should, a uh, guy that talent should be getting. So um, it does not move. I, I don't know about you, Sterling. It doesn't like make me more confident about the Jets' season this year having Dalvin Cook. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. It makes me a little bit more confident in their season. Okay. okay. I am I, more bullish than you are. I don't want to see Brees Hall um, get carries taken away from unless it's for health related reasons. Fair. If, if they're trying to ease him back in, then Dalvin Cook makes a lot of sense. I'm with you with Dalvin Cook progressing or regressing a little bit, but still 4.4 yards per carry last year is still a really solid number. Not only that, he is very explosive with the ball in his hands. You saw when he was in the open field last year. Maybe the contact balance, maybe running through some contact is not quite what it once was. But if you give him the ball in open field, he's going to make some guys miss. Okay, I get it. Dalvin Cook might no, might no longer be this elite top echelon running back, but he's still a damn good running back. And I do sure. think pairing him with Brees Hall, especially early in the year, makes at least a little bit of sense. Yeah, fair point. Uh, Hall, I think, yeah, just got uh, activated off the, the pup list, but I, I don't think he's going to be at 100% for the start of the season. So it is probably good to have another option there because who, who, who was the other second guy on the jets? Was it Michael I, Carter? I believe Michael Carter. And was it? Yeah, I mean, that Knight, doesn't, if I'm not mistaken. that doesn't get me excited. So, yeah. um, but then there's the other signing. This one I, I hate. Um, and that's Ezekiel Elliott uh, to the Patriots. Um, yeah. I did just kind of trash Dalvin cook a little bit, but I mean, I think Dalvin cook on the jets moves the needle for me way more than Ezekiel Elliott does on the Patriots. This is a guy who, I, I mean, I just trashed Alvin Cook for averaging 4.4 yards per carry last season. Zeke Zeke would love a season where he averaged 4.4 yards per carry. Last three years, 4.0, 4.2, 3.8 yards per carry last year. That's an abysmal number. Um, the Patriots do are kind of a, a running back by committee team. They're kind of one of the first running back by committee teams. But you, you kind of thought Ramondre Stevenson was going to be the guy in New England this year. Uh, but now they add in Zeke to the mix. But I, I mean, Zeke hasn't been a good running back in, since like 2019. Yeah. Uh, looking at a stat I, I have right here on ESPN. Um, last year, he averaged 3.9 yards per touch last season. The worst mark among 51 running backs that had at least 100 touches. Uh, not good. That's called not very, good. very ineffective. But the one thing I will say, and I, people weight this differently. 
Some say there's no correlation. Some say it's luck. Some think think it's a skill. He finds ways to pick up short yards. He finds ways to get into the end zone. I can't knock the guy for that. He has some use in these third and ones and fourth and ones. Now, if you are a fantasy football fan, you're probably pissed off. Because if you draft Ramadre Stevenson thinking that's what he does best, well, now he's got competition. Now you have LeGarrette Blunt. Now you have uh, what Jamal Williams, to an extent, was last year for the Detroit Lions. Ezekiel Elliott could be stealing goal line uh, carries from Ramadre. I think Ramadre Stevenson is the better running back. There's no question. But what I will say about Zeke is he's a very good pass protector. Okay, He is very good in pass pro. Got to give him credit there. So while I think his carries go down, it all depends on how he's used. If you use him only in short yards and you use him in pass protection on third downs, I think you could move the needle for the, for the Patriots. But if he's getting 15 carries a game, he's getting touches over Ramadre. Now that is an issue. Yeah, great point about uh, his ability to kind of sniff out touchdowns. 12 touchdowns last year. So he, he is still effective on the goal line. Maybe that's how the Patriots plan to use him. Um, I still think, though, the Dalvin Cook signing still moves the need a lot more for me than, than Zeke does. Yeah. No, I would, I would 100% agree. Uh, Jalen Butler in the chat says this is a good pickup for the Jets. They can let them ease. Uh, this can let them ease Brees uh, into the season. Now they have a two-headed monster. Yeah, you know what? After uh, talking to you, Sterling, I'm actually now more into the Dalvin Cook signing than I, than I was before the show started. So there you go. Hey, you I do something right, bit. okay? See? Come on now. If I can sway I like you it. in, imagine me as president. Oh, president. Oh, dude, I'd, right. be, I'd be so corrupt. It'd be incredible. <laughs> whoever has the best deal baby <laughs> sounds like you're uh you're perfect you're perfectly suited to be president then perfect That's- politician yeah i'd be great yeah, come on exactly now. come on the mustache and all uh but guys we appreciate everyone here right now we're gonna throw this to an interview i had with jamar chase sat down with jamar chase Bengals wide receiver this morning a lot of fun talking with him got about an eight or nine minute interview so without further ado here's jamar chase Sterling Holmes with Stacking the Box, joined now by two-time Pro Bowler in 2021 Rookie of the Year, Jamar Chase. Jamar, how are you? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being on here. But before we get into the NFL talk, you have this great partnership with Sleep Number. Can you talk about this just a little bit? Sleep Number is just giving us opportunities as athletes to get better sleep. Um, you know, they partnered up with the Bengals and, you know, finally gave us opportunity to show off you know, the sleep number thing. And uh, me and Justin have been doing a little competition. Now we got it off the field with the sleep number. So it's definitely been good for us. I want to talk a little bit about the preseason with you because I think you know better than everyone, the preseason struggles don't always translate to the regular season. You see fans on Twitter. After one drop, a dude's a bum. After one catch, make room. He's going in the ring of honor. You had your own struggles. And then your rookie year, 1,455 yards, 13 touchdowns. Can you touch a little bit on the struggles going from college to the NFL? Uh, yeah, man. Just end up being showing people that I'm still normal and just have opportunities of dropping passes uh, after being off a whole year of football. Um, it happens, you know what I'm saying? It happens to the best of us. And, you know what I'm saying? I didn't let it shut me down. Just kept working. Uh, shout out to Cincinnati, the guys in the locker room for making sure they kept my head high and, you know, not, not downing me on anything that I was doing going through at the time. Yeah, it seems like the Cincinnati locker room is a very strong one, even after the 
uh, AFC Championship game against the Chiefs, you saw everyone rallying around. It wasn't a pointing finger situation. There was no blaming. Can you talk about the the uh, I guess just the locker room that you guys have in Cincinnati? Yeah, man, the locker room is great, man. Especially with, from the vets, man, um, showing love, showing us, you know, the right from wrongs that we get into, and you know. I think that's the best thing we have about our vests is you know, they know how to speak up and, and speak to us the right way. So the NFL Top 100 came out. They had you ranked at 39. I know you saw this, the seventh wide receiver on the list. Do you use this as motivation? Are you going to burn all those defensive players that ranked you that low? And, and how is your NFL Top 5 look? You know, I'm not going to bash that Top 100 stuff. Uh, they say the players vote, but, you know, if, if the players voted, I, I wouldn't have voted for myself to be that that damn low so you know what i'm saying that's how it is sometimes but other than that man you know you can't you can't get too much on that uh what did you say my top five yeah your top five i'm always have my qb ahead so let's just put my qb up there you got myself in there <laughs> aaron donald i could say kelsey kelsey's one of the best tight ends in the game he, he shows it who else who else i could go with in here we could put we could put a pad in there <laughs> juice up a little bit. Let's juice up a little bit. <laughs> Got to give him some love after the Pat Who comments, right? I ain't giving him no love. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right. I want to talk about this. The Bengals and the Chiefs, you guys have had this budding rivalry. You got three in a row. And then they got you with a chance to go to the Super Bowl. How much of this is a friendly rivalry versus a little bit of a bleep those guys? Yeah, uh, it begins to become it becomes a bigger rivalry every year, especially you know we it's always a win win or win lose depending on who wins that game. Um, you know, and it's always such a crunch time game at the end of the year when we play them. So I think that's the biggest way why, why people think it's a rivalry. Yeah, you have this incredible nuance in your game. You, Lane Johnson, T. Higgins, you guys. You find the gray lines. Lane Johnson, when it comes to his quick starts at right tackle, you and T. Higgins, you're very physical without getting offensive pass interference called against you. How do you find that line of what you can and cannot get away with? And how much is it predicated on the whoever's refing that game? That whoever's refing that game definitely plays a part too. But you know, you just gotta be better with your craft, man, and how you wanna set up the defender, how you want to use your leverage, how you want to use your strength, uh, all the small things, you know what I mean? That's just all about how you want to set them up. And, you know, it's just being creative at your position. Yeah. As a dude who lives in Kansas, I went to Mizzou, so go Tigers, but a little different go Tigers. I got to ask, man, you were supposed to go to Kansas, then you went <laughs> to LSU. We know about this. Were you really – Going to Kansas, was that in the cards, or, or were you kind of in the back of your mind knowing you were going to LSU? Uh, at that time, I didn't know where I was going to go, man. I was just young, making making decisions. And, you know, they got the best of me and let my emotions make my decisions. And uh, you know, at the time, I didn't really know. Yeah. As far as LSU and that team goes, there's so many guys from that championship team now in the NFL. Obviously, you and Justin Jefferson doing this with sleep number. But just in general, what is that like having that group of guys that went from that championship team, that LSU team now in the NFL? Are you still close with a lot of them? Is it now a little bit more of a, hey, I'll talk to you after the game. I'm not going to talk to you during the game. Are you still close with those guys? What's your relationship like? I still talk to some of those guys. We still reach out and have small conversations. Um, 
But, you know, when a game comes, you know, we're not so friendly. Uh, we just talk trash the whole game. You know, I know me and PQ goes out of the whole game because we went to college, just went to the – we practiced every day together, and that's all we did was talk trash and practice. So, you know, me and PQ sees each other, you know, that's all we do. You rank fifth all-time with 2,501 receiving yards through your first two NFL seasons. And mind you, that came with missing some games last year. What has been the catalyst, the jumpstart for you that has translated from college to the NFL being this good this early in your career? Um, just, you know, being on the same page with my quarterback, I feel like that was that's the biggest thing right there. I know I said a lot, but that is the biggest thing right there. Um, being on the same page with my quarterback and just capitalize on, on, on the reps and opportunities that we get in, in the game. Yeah, I I know Joe Burrow's had his share of injuries now going through his. You had yours last year. What is that like? How difficult is it? You, you understand what you guys bring to the table. You are one of, if not the best wide receiver in the NFL. And when you're forced to miss games based on injury, what does that do mindset-wise for you? Yeah, uh, mindset, it slows you down and takes you back a little bit. Both, uh, I want to say, just knowing, knowing how you wanted to attack the season and knowing you know, what you want to do for certain games. Um, maybe you have certain games circled, you know, stuff like that. But, you know, um, God makes us toughest battles for us toughest soldiers, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, I so happen to be in that mix and being grimy, getting down there and just working my butt off to get back on the field with my, with my, uh, my guys. I know you said you had some games circled right there. What games you have circled coming up this year? I don't even need to say all that right now. You know, we don't have a true circle, but – <laughs> um, <laughs> but it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't want to give too much spill, spill too much beans on here, but got a couple circles. Yeah. Um, before I let you go, I've been seeing a lot of this going around on Twitter. I gave you, you gave me your top five current in the NFL. What are your top five wide receivers all the time? I know Justin Jefferson put his out there on Twitter. I guess now it's called X. Who's your top five wide receivers of all time? If we're going to say all time, I don't know if I'm going to always have like current players in there. Yeah. So um, I'll say Jerry Rice. Um, I'll put Antonio Brown in there. Uh, I'll, put, I'll put Cooper Cup in there. I don't know. That fit spot's pretty hard, bro. I'm not going to lie. They got a lot of good receivers, man, a lot of different receivers. I'll, 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 I'll put Keenan Allen in there. I feel like Keenan Allen's a little underrated. Um, you know what I'm saying? He don't really get all, all the hype he, 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 he needs and deserves. So, you know, I'll definitely put Keenan in there just so I, he gets open and separates himself from us. Well, Jamar, I really appreciate it. everyone listening. Thank you guys so much. If you like this, throw us a like. And by the way, make sure you go check out Sleep Number. Sleep Number Smart Bed is proven to effortlessly improve the quality of your sleep and harness powerful insights to support overall health and wellness. Jamar, really appreciate it, man. That was fun. I, I really enjoyed talking with Jamar Chase. Um, his his top five is a little interesting there. Uh, I love in the current NFL he threw in. I guess we'll we'll gas it up a little bit, throw Pat in there. I said, you got to show him some love. And he's like, there's no love. <laughs> Keenan Allen in top five receivers all time is, is kind of wild. Yeah, I felt, uh, I felt bad putting him in the I love Keenan like Allen, that, but... but. Yeah, I'm with you. I think he's under he's underrated, but uh, top five all time, and We're talking I do think time. it's tough. I will I will say when you're put on the spot like that, it's tough to 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 rack your mind throughout history. Um, obviously, I think two names that I'm sure he would probably put on given the opportunity to think it over more: Randy Moss, 
Terrell Owens. Um, but I like seeing Cooper Cup get some love too. That was nice to see. Triple crown uh, winner. People yeah. forget. No, so if you guys are listening right now and only caught part of that, the entire interview with Jamar Chase and some clips will be posted throughout the week. It'll be on the Stacking the Box podcast. It'll be on our feed on YouTube. Make sure you like it. Make sure you subscribe. Uh, The more you guys interact, the more you guys like it, well, the more great guests we will receive. So it was very fun to interview Jamar Chase. Um, Thank you to Sleep Number for allowing us to do it as well. Uh, But yeah, that that was a very, very fun morning for myself. Great stuff. Yeah. All right. Let's get into it. Let's talk about the Falcons first. You're a Falcons guy. What, what has been your takeaway from preseason game one and training camp so far down there in Atlanta? Yeah, I think uh, obviously with me being a Falcons fan, you being a Chiefs guy, I think we can give a little bit of a preseason update here um, into the first week. Kind of the big news for Falcons is they cut Mikhail Walker, who was a starting linebacker from them last year. So they are completely, and I've talked about this before when talking about the Falcons, they're completely reshaping this defense with uh, the amount of guys they signed in the offseason. And Walker did not have a good preseason week one. And I think they're really sending a statement here, cutting a starting linebacker from last year after one preseason game this season. So, and the Falcons defense, fantastic in, in, in their preseason week one game against the Dolphins. I think they got four turnovers. It was all backups, but still, if their backups are looking that good, running all over the field, can't wait to see uh, the starters show off a little bit. I This Falcons team is going to be good. Um, defense, like I said, much improved already, it looks like. Um, and that was kind of the big takeaway I have for the Falcons so far is that, uh, this defense night and day between what they were last year, uh, and what they are this year. Um, their kicker, a little bit of concern from that. Uh, one of my favorite players in the entire NFL, young way did struggle only one of three in the extra point attempts, but it's preseason. He'll get tail round back into form by the time the regular season comes around. So the Falcons historically have not been good in the preseason, Looked fantastic in week one against the dolphins. Defense is going to be basically an entirely new unit this year, which I'm very excited to see once the regular season kicks off. Um, oh, and the other thing was that uh, the in the first round of uh, the depth chart that came out, Bijan Robinson listed third running back on the depth chart. Obviously, that's going to change by the time the regular season starts. Um, but that was kind of interesting to see. They're not going to. I think that was just kind of a sign to him that just because he was a top ten draft pick, that they're not going to uh, just hand him the starting role just because of that. So. Um, it'll be interesting to see, uh, what the workload kind of gets split up between him and Tyler Algier and Cordero Patterson will be by the time the season starts. So, yeah. uh, those are my quick takeaways, uh, from the Falcons. Yeah. Tyler Algier going over a thousand yards last year and the Falcons decide, Hey, let's draft another running back, uh, top 10. Let's see how this plays out. So yeah, I am intrigued to see how that breaks down there in Atlanta from Kansas city. Uh, Andy Reed. Uh, talked just recently about some of the injuries that were sustained, not during the preseason game, but at training camp today. Uh, Justin Ross had a knee, hamstring, shin area. Uh, Amir Smith-Marset said strained groin. Uh, and Nico Romichio had a shoulder dislocation. So we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, if you listen to the Arrowhead Attic podcast, we'll probably talk about it in more detail this evening as we get more and more information on it. But all three of those guys were carted off today out there in St. Joe. Uh, Andy Reid also said tied in it. Jody Fordson is having his shoulder done. 
and he's going on the injured reserve to make room for the two new additions today. Uh, might open up a spot for Matt Bushman uh, if you're keeping track at home. I know the Chiefs are probably going to go with four tight ends if that's the case. Jody Forsen on the IR. Matt Bushman will be the next in line. Very intrigued to see how wide receiver, tight end, and these injuries play a part. The Chiefs, that's a lot of injuries to sustain. I know these aren't your Sky Moors, your MVSs, but Justin Ross – Nice touchdown catch in the preseason, looking like he was going to make the roster. I want to see how serious this is. And then Nico Remigio uh, was uh, in line, maybe not number one, but potential punt returner. He had an inside edge, had a great, great game in the preseason game. Uh, feel horrendously for guys who are on the bubble and then come down with injury. That is not fun to see. But as a whole, um, I don't take a lot from the preseason game one. Um Imagine this, Ian. Imagine you played varsity basketball in high school, right? You're in gym class. Some dude, you're like, all right, we got to play. We got to play one-on-one. It's gym class. We have to do it for to get a grade or something like that. Is that varsity basketball player giving it his all, or is he just try, trying to go through the motions and not get injured? I would say he's going through the motions. That's what the Chiefs did against the Saints with the ones. They don't care. They're just trying to knock the rust off. They're not going to give you anything. Andy Reid's not drawing up some incredible play on fourth and one to try and make sure he picks it up. And by the way, there wouldn't have been a fourth and one in the regular season because Mahomes wouldn't have slid there. We know this. It's okay, everyone. That's my takeaway is don't panic. It's the preseason. Some people say there's a Super Bowl hangover for the Chiefs. Is that someone you? Some are saying. I wouldn't say that. Mm-hmm. Who's saying? Evil. People. Oh, man, no one's saying that. Come on. Come on, Ian. Don't do that. Uh, the Ravens have won at 24 straight preseason games. Uh, this is, again, an example of why the preseason doesn't make a huge difference. How was that translated to Super Bowls? It hasn't at all, but it's translated to a lot of money if you bet on them. They're the greatest preseason team in North American sports history. 24 straight, haven't lost a preseason game since 2015. I don't care. It doesn't translate to the uh, to the regular season. What I care about is it's better is uh, you can win some money. Uh, they're covering the spread a ton. Didn't cover the spread in week one against the Eagles, but they did win 24 straight preseason games. Or maybe, or maybe that was the 25th. Whatever it is, that's a ton of preseason games in a row to win. And as a better, that's huge. It's the only preseason bet I place. Ravens every week. Ravens, 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 Ravens. Are you 2015 doing it? was the last are, time we lost a preseason game. 2015. Are you doing it next week? Or are you yes. going to say, you know what? Now is the time. No. Hey, they're due to lose. Yeah, but we, I'm sure someone in. said that. When they were 15-0 in preseason games, I'm sure someone said that. And here we are 10 games later, and they still haven't lost. So, no, I'm going to ride this trend until it loses. And even if it loses once, I'll probably jump back onto the next week. I don't even know what the who they're playing against uh, in this week of the preseason. Hey, they're due to lose, Ian. They're due to lose. I guess so, maybe. I don't they, know, man. Ian, oh, they're, they're playing Washington on Monday night. Perfect. Three-point favorites. Perfect. Minus 155 on the money line. Perfect. I'm taking, I'm taking Washington. Do it. Give it to me. They're Washington. due, baby. They're due. Yeah, but were they not due when they, were fi- when they won 15 straight? No, they weren't. 16 no, straight were they due for a loss? 21 straight were they due for a loss? No, they're okay. It's this one. It's this one. Now they're due. Got it. Come on. I'm, I'm just trying to switch things up, Ian. All right. I'm honestly shocked it's only minus 155. Yeah. 
Not, not very good odds. Uh, you have a Canadian that you want to talk about. As everyone listening could understand by now, Ian is a Canadian man. Uh, you even see the yes. Blue Jays sign over his dome, the Maple Leafs uh, arena over his head. Who's the best quarterback? This Canadian dude? Yeah, so I tweeted, I just looked this up, uh, almost a year ago exactly to the date, August 16th, 2022, I tweeted, and you can look this up, for my American followers who don't pay attention to the CFL, Canadian quarterback Nathan Rourke will be on an NFL team next season. You heard it here first. These stats are bananas, and I included a screenshot of his CFL stats. He was a CFL quarterback, formerly played for Ohio, I believe, the Bobcats. Um and I knew he was going to be on a C- or NFL team this year. I, it's a shame that he's on the Jaguars because obviously they're not going to start him over Trevor Lawrence. But in his first preseason game, he had the highlight of the entire preseason. Uh, just an unbelievable uh, play where he broke a ton of tackles through touchdown pass against the Cowboys. These are his numbers in the CFL last year. And I know the CFL is the CFL, but you got to respect the CFL at least a little bit. He set the record for the highest completion percentage and CFL history, he completed 78.7% of his passes in the CFL last season. 3,349 yards, 25 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, a 123.6 QBR, and then also rushed for 304 yards and seven rushing touchdowns. I'm upset he's on the Jaguars because he's not going to get a chance to start unless Trevor Lawrence gets hurt. This guy might be the greatest Canadian quarterback, maybe not greatest Canadian football player, but the greatest Canadian quarterback of all time. I wish he was on a team that he had a chance to start. I wish he was on the Buccaneers. So is instead of Kyle Trask and Baker Mayfield is, is Nathan Rourke and Baker Mayfield competing for the spot. Cause this guy is legit. One of the greatest seasons in the CFL for a quarterback of all time last year, literally I, set the record for the highest complete completed 78.7%, almost 80% of his passes were caught. That's, that's insane. Absurd. That's banana land. It's absurd. I hope so, we see him at some point for you. I, I hope we do. Your mind might explode. If he yes. completes one pass, you are going to be insufferable. Yes, correct. I'm already insufferable. Once hey, again, tweeted it a year you're, ago you're, tomorrow. You're he will be on an NFL team next season. You heard it here first. I was, I, I was on Nathan Rourke before everyone else in the entire country of the United States of America. Wow. Over an entire country, Ian was first. Yep. They don't call him Ian McFirst for nothing. Fact. You've so, just a guy him. to keep an eye on. You're not going to see him in the regular season, watching the rest of the preseason. He might get a shot with the team somewhere. I hope he goes to Tampa just for you. I like that. Ian versus the USA. There would be some kind of poetic justice or irony to it if he went to Tampa and started and ended up being a great quarterback and then just dominated my Falcons for the next 10 years. Oh, yeah. The Falcons need a quarterback. <laughs> they don't. Absolutely what do you not. Mean? They need we'll take a, quarterback. a backup quarterback. Well, no, Desmond Ritter's your backup quarterback. You don't have a starter. Desmond Ritter's good. Desmond, I, I, you know what I've been doing lately? I've been, I've been um, hate reading people's power rankings of NFL quarterbacks, and almost every single article on the internet that's power ranking quarterbacks has Desmond Ritter somewhere between twenty eight and thirty two, and it makes me angry every single time. And I'm taking notes of who's writing these articles, and at the end of the year, I'm going to tweet at all these people writing these articles and shove it in their face. And you're gonna say, he was 27th, boys. He was 27th, not 31st. We'll see. Uh, I hope for your sake that he's a good quarterback. That's what I'll say. 
great quarterback. All right. Uh, this is going to be fun. Ranking NFL teams in a tier list. Everyone likes tiers. Everyone likes rankings. And everyone likes the NFL. So let's get to it. NFL teams tier list. Let's do this together, oh. Ian. I'm sure you and I will not disagree one time. No, I'm sure we will not. And for those who are listening and can't see the video of this, uh, the tiers are S is the best. It goes S, A, B, C, D, and then we threw in an F. Uh, to toss in some absolute trash teams into there. So Sterling, what do you think that I think probably the best way to go is just alphabetically by city. Okay, let's do it. So Arizona would be, I think F F yeah, that's that. Hey, we agreed starting off agreeing on a team. They are the betting favorite to finish with the worst record in the NFL. They are completely rebuilding. I don't think, I think this might be Kyler Murray's last year with the team. Uh, so yeah, Cardinals F and I'm sure uh, us agreeing will end here on this next team because uh, we're going alphabetical order. So next we got the Atlanta Falcons. Mm. I'll say a C. I'll say C? a C. That's the highest I can go. Man. You don't think you can sneak them into the B category? No, what what can, what can I say to, to sneak them into the B category? Okay. What you could say is that Canadian quarterback could, uh, could be the new starter for, for Atlanta. I will place him in C now. We might come back there depending on what other teams I'm interested in. C and a half. Can you place him in C and a half? That's like a C plus. I I wish. Okay. It's a C. Uh, I do want to see two two 11 blocks. I'm just here because you called my team a dumpster fire. Which team was it that I called a dumpster fire? Because I've been known to throw that word around for some teams yeah i have two so uh ian it could be either of us that he could be either of us yeah uh hunter says d for the falcons that's i mean he's just saying that just to piss me off there's no you mean the falcons aren't d they're the favorite to win to win the division they're a c pal stop Stop. okay well we'll we'll revisit that ravens are an interesting one yeah i'm actually extremely high on the ravens this year i actually have the ravens actually win the afc north um so i want to put the ravens in an a See, they're more of a B to me. Um, I could make the case for A, but I think they're right in between those two teams. Um, if you feel more confident than I do, I'll go A. Uh, I think it's a very, very solid division that they are in. I think there's not enough being made about Lamar Jackson finally having weapons and Lamar Jackson being healthy. If you saw what the Ravens were last year with him on the field, well, they were a damn good team. It's when Tyler Huntley came in that it went downhill and downhill quick. And they still um, almost won a playoff game. Still almost beat the Bengals. You know what? I'll, I'll go A with you. I'll, I'll go right. an A with you. I, I think, think their defense is going to be a top five defense this year. I think they might be the most under-talked about and underrated team heading into 2023. Uh, apparently, Washington was the team one of us called a dumpster fire. Probably. Did you call them? I definitely called them a dumpster fire. I probably did at some point. Washington's a dumpster fire. Let's be they're honest. They're not a dumpster fire. They're, just, they're not a dumpster uh, fire. The whole Ron Rivera, uh, Eric Bieniemy thing, that's dumpster fire vibes. That is not. If you have a coach that's not backing up his offensive coordinator, throwing his players under the bus, that's that's dumpster fire written all over it. Yeah, you're it's wrong. Uh, Carolina. Carolina, I will go D or F. Where do you want it? D. Okay. I like what they did offensively. Miles Sanders, Adam Thielen. Uh, I know preseason is just preseason, but they look trash in their first preseason game, especially their offensive line. I'll put them in D. Yeah. Uh, Buffalo Bills. They are in the A to S category. Um, I almost say A. I know it's 
little projections Ooh, here. It's a hot take. Well, no, no, no. It's almost projections here. I'm only going to have three teams in the S category. Right. So that's the question. How many, how many teams do we reserve for the S, uh, S category? They're not, they're not there. They're, they're not a top three team. They're probably fourth. I don't know who you have as, as number three, but we'll, we'll get to that. You, I, you I won't will, argue too much. Let's, let's, let's put, what's that? I said, you'll find out, pal. I will find out. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's, let's do bills. Let's do bills. Eh? I'm, I'm fine with that. Uh, Bears F trash. No garbage. Uh, I will go D. I will go D for the Bears, and I am not high on Justin Fields. If I was higher on Justin Fields, I could see it being a C. Um, I've liked to an uh, extent what they're doing. Um, I want to give them some credit, but until Justin Fields shows me more with the arm, I can't get there. It's all projections. It is all projections. I don't get how he finished ninth in MVP voting or 11th, whatever it was last year. He won, what, four games? Like, that's not an MVP type of player. It's just not. He has to do more. Uh, This is his first real opportunity to do more. I love the draft pick of Darnell Wright. That, to me, was a huge get for Chicago. I don't care if people think it's it's a reach or not. I think it was a very good move. Their left tackle last year was very underrated. Um, It's time for Justin Fields to show out now. He's got some weapons. He has an offensive line. It now comes down to him. Can he prove it? Right now, he's in the D, but I think the Bears have some of the most variants of any team in the NFL. And I see a lot of people saying, oh, because they got DJ Moore, now Justin Fields finally has a top-tier weapon and he's going to take a huge step forward this year. DJ Moore, like, where is his love coming from for DJ Moore? PFF had him ranked as the number 32 wide receiver last season. Like, who cares? I saw someone say uh, uh, Jalen Hurts got A.J. Brown last year. This year, that version of that is DJ Moore going to the Bears with Justin. That's insane. Yeah, no. Uh, Cincinnati. We're fine with D. Cincinnati. Uh, I'm doing it. I'm going S. Uh, I'm going S because what matters is the playoffs. What matters is what you do in big games. They show up in big games. Uh, I am obviously saying this is with Joe Burrow being healthy. Um, man, I, I, understand, I understand where you're coming from, Ian. The underlying numbers, the analytics don't love the Cincinnati Bengals. They don't. I get that. But what have they done in big games? For yeah, the most part, they've won them. Yeah, but you you can't you. I, I don't think you can evaluate a team based on that. There's Why so not? much variance and luck that cut that comes out, and because you're talking about big games, it's such a small sample size of games. There's so much hey. variance and luck that comes out, and and one or two games that I don't think you can evaluate a whole. You can't ignore metrics and statistics, and then be like, oh, they won a couple of big games, so now they're a top if, three team in the NFL. Do, do you play for? Do you play for the underlying numbers, or do you play for Super Bowls? You play for Super Bowls, but you evaluate a team based on underlying numbers. I mean, because look at it this way. The Bills could have had the greatest four-year stretch potentially in NFL history. And what happens? They lost all four. Yeah, but yeah, but winning a Super Bowl is different from evaluating how good a team is. The Bengals? The best team doesn't always win the Super Bowl. Actually, most years, the best team doesn't win the Super Bowl. Sure, I'm not... But I don't think Nick Foles and the Eagles are giving that Super Bowl back because Tom Brady's a better quarterback. I don't think they Eli, I don't think Eli Manning and the Giants are sitting here saying, "Ah, hey, you know what? The metrics didn't like us." No, 
And they shouldn't. They shouldn't because football is not about actually finding out who the best team is. It's about winning the Super Bowl. And those are two completely different things. We're not right now ranking and tiering the best teams, the teams with the best chances to win the Super Bowl. We're tiering the teams, the best teams from the best to the worst. So we got to evaluate those teams based on metrics. And all metrics are and statistics are is showing us in number form how teams perform on the football field. The Bengals were statistically, I know they went on a run of the playoffs. By the way, don't forget there are Sam Hubbard 99-yard fumble rec- recovery from losing to Tyler Hundley and the Ravens in the wildcard round. They were a slightly above average statistical team throughout the entire season last year. Putting them at S in the Bills at A is ridiculous. Agree to disagree, man. I'm I'm just I I have seen enough from the Bengals for the past few seasons to say, all right. And by the way, I love Lou uh, and Aromo. They're a defensive coordinator. He, he dials it up, man. He, he does a great job. Um, well, and also don't forget they, they're, they're missing their two matters. best safeties now. Oh, agreed. It's going to be a, a, a huge change for them. They also have a better offensive line this year than they did last year. That's also a huge change for them. Here, here's can, can I can I can we compromise a little bit? Sure. I think we either either have to put both the Bengals and Bills at S or them both at A. I don't think you can have one ranked above the other. Well, if you put them at S, then you're gonna have four teams in the S category. Yeah. Wait, I, I think there's two teams in the S category. Okay, we'll put them both in A. Put Bengals in A. All right. Thank you. Because I don't want four teams in the S. I'm not putting four teams in the S category. Okay. I agree. I, th- I actually think three is too many for the S. I think it should be two. Fair. Uh, Browns. Um, D. I was going to say C. We'll give them C. I, I, I think they're less talented than Browns fans think they are. And I think they're more talented than people that just want to hate on them think they are. I think Deshaun Watson is going to bounce back a little bit. I don't want to say it, but I think he's going to bounce back. He, he took how many years off of playing football? Yeah, he was going to be a rusty. I mean, I don't think he ever recaptures what he was in Houston. I don't think he's ever elite again, but I think he's better than he, than he was. He was worse than Jacoby Brissett last year. I, yeah, he was bad last year. I don't think that carries over that much. I, I don't think, again, he's going to ever be elite again, but I think he's better than he was last year. I think the team is now – they don't have that pressure that they once had on their backs. Like last year, there was all that pressure. The year before, even with Baker Mayfield, or the two years before, when they had brought all those guys in, there's all this pressure. Now they're kind of back to being the, okay, maybe they'll surprise us. They're a C. Everyone's talking about the Browns uh, offense. I actually think what's going to make or break the season is how their defense plays because their defense was actually kind of disappointing last year. I thought they were going to be one of the better defenses in the NFL, and they weren't. Uh, Jalen Butler says Browns have potential to be an A team. Ooh, I, I don't. I can't get there, man. Ooh, I can't get to A. Yeah, potential. I mean, it may, if Deshaun Watson does go back to the way he looked in his last season with the Texans, maybe it's a big um, if. And that team and their defense the steps up. Huh? Okay, we'll see. I think C is uh, probably fair for them now. Cowboys, I think they're a solid B, baby. I think their definition of a B. Yeah, they they are they are a B team, a team that probably wins 10, 11 games in a bad NFC. Maybe they get to twelve in a bad NFC. No one's taking them seriously. You know why? It's Dak Prescott and Mike McCarthy and Mike McCarthy. Uh, Super Bowl champion 
head coach, Mike McCarthy. 10 years ago. Actually uh, longer Den- than that, more closer to 15 years ago. Denver Broncos. Uh, they got to be between, they got to be a C. Yep. I, I think they are the definition of a C. I mean, let's not forget how good their defense was through the first like 13 weeks of the season last year. There was that stat where if they had like scored like 14 points or something in each game, they would have been like nine and three or something like that. Now their defense completely fell off a cliff late in the year because they gave up. Uh, They threw in the towel. But uh, if their defense can get as good this year as they were through the first two thirds of the year last year, then they're they're a C team. Yeah, I think they have the potential to be a B. Uh, Again, a lot of it predicates on that defense, but also Russell Wilson, obviously. Russell Wilson cannot be what he was last year. You expect that going to Sean Payton can at least get some sort of the talent he still had in Seattle back out of him. We will find out. The Detroit Lions, I think, are a B team, man. I'm high on Detroit. I think Detroit's better than Atlanta. I think Detroit's better than the Browns. I think Detroit is clearly better than the Broncos. Their offense – with a lot of metrics, the metrics you like to use, offensive DVOA was fifth in the NFL last year. Fifth. Yep. Okay. If that defense gets any better, I mean any better, you could be knocking on the door of an A. Now, maybe I'm a little bit more bullish than most. I understand Jared Goff is still their quarterback. Doesn't matter. He found a way to get it done. Dan Campbell, for all his goofiness of biting off kneecaps, seems to be a damn good head coach. The Lions are a B. Yeah, I agree with that. I was a little worried you're going to say A for the Lions, but their defense was one of the worst in the NFL last year. Yeah. I think I think B is appropriate. Uh, Green Bay, I think they're also a C in my book. I think they're, I think they're a D. You think they're a D? Um, you know what? I'll go D. Uh, I think they they end up looking like a C record wise because that division is poor. Um, you have Detroit and Minnesota, obviously, but I, again, I don't, I don't believe in the Bears. I think they end up with a better record than both the Bears and the Panthers, even though they're both all three right now currently in the D category. Yeah, if there is a D plus, I think that's kind of where they'd slot in. I mean, their defense was sneakily atrocious last year, twenty eighth in opponent yards per play. Um, I, I'm not a believer yet in Jordan Love. Outside of their two running backs, they have a pretty good one-two one, punch with A.J. Dillon and uh, Aaron Jones, but uh, not really much at receiver. Uh, not enough for Jordan Love to thrive in. Not really sold on their defense. I, I think they're a D, but they're, they'd be a, an upper echelon D. Texans. F. I want to say D, but I'll wow. go F with you. You do love the Texans this year. I do. I, I'm telling you, I, I love the way they're rebuilding. Their record's going to be bad this year, but I love, love, love the way they are rebuilding. Texans, Texans fans will probably put them in the F category, but listen to me right now. In a couple of years, you guys are going to be moving up this list and very, very fast. I am a huge fan of the way you guys are rebuilding down there. You gave your rookie quarterback some help with left tackle, with a really solid tight end. You're trying to bring in and draft some wide receivers. Oh, and by the way, you now have a building block in Will Anderson defensively. I like the way the Texans are building this thing. They're an F right now. I'll go with you, Ian. But I'm, say, I'm still saying I am high on them for the future. The Colts, they are an F for me as well. Yeah, I bet on the Colts to have the worst record in the NFL this year. I think they stink. Jacksonville. Um, I'll go B with Jacksonville. I, I think I Cal- kind of want to put Jacksonville in A. Is that crazy? Yes, that's is crazy. That, is that too high? That is too high. All right. 
I, I, I'm not going to die on that hill. I do. I like Jacksonville. A lot. Does Jacksonville fit with Baltimore, Buffalo, and Cincinnati, or do they fit with the Cowboys and Detroit? They're a tier down yeah. from Cincinnati and Buffalo. Come on. Okay. Uh, Chiefs S tier. Don't got to hit on it too much. They are the top of the top. They are the Super Bowl champions. They are the favorites to win the Super Bowl again this year. Even Ian can't say anything about this. Uh, I think I think they're an A. After no. what we saw in week one of the preseason, I, I'm, I'm not high on them. I'm going to go A. Hey, 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 <laughs> hey, come on. They're I'm just good. kidding. I, yeah, you'd be, I mean, you can't argue against the Chiefs. Uh, Chargers. Chargers, I think, are in the B category as well. Uh, yes. I, th- I think they're below the Bills. They're below the Bengals. I love Justin Herbert, but until you finally get it done, come on. Un- un- unlock Justin Herbert's arm strength. Stop using it only when you're down or against the Chiefs. Stop checking the ball down to Austin Eckler 17 times a game. Let him do what he does best, which is throw the rock. Until that happens, I know they've got a new OC. I understand this, but until I see it, they're a B. Also, worst team in stopping the run last year. Team's got 5.4 yards per carry against them last year. So they, they got to stop the run. So yeah, yeah. B. Uh, the Rams, where do you think? C. Oh, I can't go there. You think they're a C this really? year? I, I think they're a D to me. Um, I think last year was about as bad of a season as they could have had. Like it was a disaster season for them. Stafford was hurt. Cooper Cup was hurt. I mean, this team won the Super Bowl two years ago. The roster isn't that much different. Um, are they as good as they were their Super Bowl winning year? No, but I don't think they're as bad as they were last year either. I think everything that could have went wrong for the Rams last year went wrong. Okay. I'll give I'll, I'll let you have the Rams at a C if I get one later on, okay? All right, deal. Okay. You know, I don't like it. I don't like it, but apparently Rams are a C. Uh Raiders. D. D or F. They're, they're a D. Okay, I think they're, I mean, they're, they're, they're a D. They, they still have Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro. They got some talent still. Whether uh, Jimmy G is anything that obviously he's a system quarterback in a bad system, but there's still some guys on that team. Uh, Miami. I want to give him an A. Can you get there? Can you get to an A with the Dolphins? Or are you? I don't know if I can get there with two attack of Maloa, man. The rest of the team is an A. Their defense is going to be good this year. I, I, when Tua was healthy last year, it was statistically like the best quarterback yeah. in the NFL. If not, he was top three. They are the absolute bottom of the A category for me. Okay. I'll, I'll give you that. that. They're, they're, they're a 90. Like, you know, you're like, hey, I got or an 89.6. That's what the right. Miami Dolphins are. Their defense is going to be much improved, and I'm all in on Jalen Phillips. Um, their defense was really, really bad last year. They're going to be pretty dang good this year. I'm not saying they're elite by any means defensively, but they're going to be pretty darn good this year. Uh, Vikings, I will give them a B. Yep. My take on the Vikings last year, I know that their record was way better than their stats showed, but I actually thought they underperformed statistically. I think on paper, they're actually as good as the record ended up being. So they, in some ways, they underperformed and overperformed at the same time. Yeah. Uh, Patriots. Um, F. No, come on. They're a D. They're not close to an F. They're even bordering on a C. I wouldn't even be absurd if you said they were a C. Oh, F. It's Bill Belichick. When was the yeah, last time they've had an F gonna, season? He's going to get fired. 
Also, by the way, I, I am being a little, I'm being a little tongue in cheek because I, I am allowing my bias to to chime in here a little bit. But the Patriots do have by far the toughest schedule in the NFL. I'm with you. I'm not. I'm not a Mac Jones fan. And the wide receivers look bad. I get all that. Their defense is still fine. Right, it's still Bill Belichick. That's a that's right. at a minimum AD. I feel bad putting him there. Uh, okay. Saints. I will go see. They seem like a C F. to me. No, stop! Stop! Stop using your bias. They're a C. They are a fi- They are in the exact same category as the Falcons. Hmm. Interesting. I think they're better than the Falcons. Oh, there's no ooh about it. They're better than the oh, Falcons. There's an ooh. <laughs> there's an ooh. Uh, all right, Giants. Where do you put the Giants? Uh, it's got to be either B or C, right? I, they're right in between there. I know. I, I don't know which way to go. I I, I want to say B, but I don't. I'll know give them B because they won a playoff game last year. Oh, so that matters now. What you do in big games matters. It makes a difference. <laughs> it it is it yeah uh, it it is when when it, when when you need to when you need a tiebreaker between two tiers. All right, Jets. I will go with an A. I'm very high on the Jets. I'm wow. probably higher than you. I think the Jets are going to be really, really good. I don't think Aaron Rodgers recaptures his two MVPs in the past three years, but I think he's better than he was last year. I think he was checked out. He obviously okay. cares. He's, he gave up a lot of money. Um, I am pretty darn high on that Jets team. Yeah. I mean, top three defense last year, Aaron Rodgers there in the mix now. Yeah, we'll go away. Uh, Eagles S. That's easy. S. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Steelers. They're they're a C to me. They're they're just right down the middle. I would argue for 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 D. I think I think they're better than that, man. I I think they're too talented, uh, skill player wise. Um, I'm a huge fan of Deontay Johnson. I think their defense is always solid. Mike Tomlin consistently goes at least 500. That's a C team to me. They're very, very well coached. Okay. I'll allow it. Seahawks, I think are also a C. I think they take a step back this year. I could even make a case for, for, uh, I can't go D. Again, skill position player-wise, they're very, very talented. I'll go C. Yeah, I think C is fair. Don't forget, people thought they're going to be the worst team in the NFL last year. So, Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I think they look, I think they take a step back. If San Fran had any quarterback that I trusted to make a difference, they would be S. Third See, I a. think if there if we were to put in a third S team, I, I would I think I would choose the 49ers. I think I would too, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go A. Um I Okay. What's interesting is they almost want a, a, a different tier of just Bengals, Bills, and San Fran. Right. Yeah. Because I mean those three teams are above the rest. Yeah. But I, I just don't think any the three aren't on the, the level of the Chiefs or the Eagles either. So it's yeah, it's I know. Tough. We need a we need a one, two, three, four, five, six. We need a seventh tier. Okay. Who makes it six tiers? We need a seventh tier. We need like A plus. Yeah, we yeah. We need an A plus. Dang it. All okay. right. Scrap it. Start it from the top. I know we're an hour yeah. in the show. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Tampa Bay F. F? Dog, they're buns. Wow. I don't know, man. Listen, uh, nobody hates the yucks more than I do, but um, they still have a solid defense. They still have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. 
I like Baker Mayfield more than other okay, people. Give them a I, D. Think they're, I, I think they're D. Okay. I'm not going to die on the hill of are they an F or a D with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're bad. Uh, Tennessee. D. I'll go C. C? I almost wanted to say F. What is C about the Tennessee Titans? Mike Vrabel. Okay. They can only do so much. They have outperformed their expectations consistently. They got some guys defensively. I'm not saying I'm a huge Tennessee Titans fan, like they're going to be a great team. But, dude, they always outperform. They find ways. They needed one win in the last, like, seven weeks last year to make the playoffs, and they couldn't do it. I think the addition of DeAndre – well, Ryan Tannehill was injured. I don't think Tannehill's any good, but – they at least have DeAndre Hopkins now to go with Traylon Burks. Um, they feel like a eight and nine team, which to me is a C team. I'll let you have it because I've you know done some vetoes already and I've had my way with a few other teams. So if you're passionate about them being a C, I'll I'll allow it. I am passionate. All right. As I say it, very monotone. Uh, Washington, I will say, is also a C. No, okay. No, I'm pulling veto on that. Washington's a D. They're a dumpster fire. They are not a dumpster fire. They're a dumpster fire. Hey. Okay, you have to pick you have to pick t- I I I get one team, one of these last two teams, I get a D. You have to t- you can take a C. So you have to choose which of the two you're gonna take, you're gonna put in the D. Two eleven blocks. I'm trying, man. I am trying for Washington. Uh I can't do it. I, I would take I think Tennessee's probably better than Washington. Although I will say Washington's defense has consistently been pretty salty. I like Eric Bieniemy. I think what you're saying is a little overblown. I mean, hell, Mahomes and a lot of Chiefs players are coming out saying, yeah, he runs hard practices. Get your bleep together. Everyone that goes to a Chiefs training camp understands there is no wasted movement. They're very difficult there. They bust your ass. And what do they do? They get rings. They get Lombardis. Okay. I'm not saying that Sam Howell and Patrick Mahomes, you can make a great comparison, but I am saying there's something about a championship culture. There is something about understanding the value of training camp. The fact that players are complaining because it's too hard. That's a good thing. That is a good thing. I like what's going up there in Washington. I'm a fan. No, I think their defense is a little bit overrated. I think they had one really good year a couple of years ago, and people still think they're the same unit. I, I I think they're overrated. They're about an average as you can get defense last year. And Sam Howell, I have zero faith in whatsoever. So out of 32 starting quarterbacks this season, Sam Howell might, might be number 32 for me. So I can't rank any team above a D who has Sam Howell as a starting quarterback. Maybe, I, maybe I end up being wrong. Maybe I end up being wrong about this, but I, I can't think of a worse starting quarterback in the NFL than Sam Howell. Well, have you looked over your shoulder? The team you, you're a I fan mean, of? We can talk about this in every single episode, but I'm telling you, <laughs> Desmond Ritter looked fantastic in the four games he played in last year. He improved in each of the four starts. He didn't throw an interception. He's a game manager. He's a leader of men, and he's going to lead us to the playoffs this year, a playoff win this year. Yeah, that's the bet that you and I have. Uh, I like my odds. I like my odds. I think this is a pretty solid tier. Yeah, I only wish we could have had one between A and S for the Bills, Bengals, and San Fran. If you could make one change yourself, if you had full control over the tier list right now, what what would be the change you'd make? Bengals up to S? No, it would be Bengals, Bills, and San Fran in a different oh. tier. All by them. That's the only thing I'd make because I think there's a clear-cut difference between the Eagles and Chiefs, 
those three teams and those teams over the Jets, Dolphins, and Ravens. And I can't yeah. move the Jets because I think there's a clear cut difference between the Jets, Dolphins, and Ravens over Detroit, Chargers, Giants, and like Minnesota. Like, like it, it's it's difficult, man. Yeah, I think it's a pretty solid tier list, though. I'm now that I've, I'm seeing it laid out, I, I won't make an argument for Falcons being a B. I think C is probably fair. C, thank you. <laughs> Even a D could be in the cards room. Yeah, I think C is fair. You think it's fair? Playoff win. Yeah. And then next right. year I'll be putting them up in the A category. I, I can't do this anymore. Ian, take us out of here. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't deal with you talking about the Falcons anymore. And Ian is trying to put a Falcons helmet over his dome. You're wearing headphones, my guy. It's not gonna work. Uh <laughs> with all that being said, thank you all so much for watching. Like the video on YouTube. Subscribe to the Stack in the Box channel. Um, if you're listening to the audio version of this, rate and review this podcast. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Ian MacBets, I-A-I-N MacBets. Follow Sterling Holmes at at HomestretchKC. Final thoughts, Sterling. Falcons are ranked too high on our tier list. And with that, uh, we will talk to you all next week, just less than a month away from the NFL regular season. Can't wait. Talk to you next week. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 